Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Tone and Sculpt podcast. It's your girl Chrissy Chella, and in today's podcast, we're talking heavily on nutrition and health, which is no surprise because this is a fitness podcast. Today, I have with me the founder of the Food Medic, an NHS medical doctor, a registered nutritionist, an author, a qualified PT. How many of us can say we're all those things? Oh my God. When I heard that I'm going to be talking to this wonderful woman today, I actually got very excited because I just thought to myself, as someone who I say I work pretty goddamn hard, but this woman works on a different level. It's such a pleasure to introduce you, Dr. Hazel Wallace. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for that lovely introduction. I felt like literally was beaming, listening to you. So thanks so much. Honestly, like just just to know you've achieved so much. It's so motivating and inspiring as a woman to to hear other women achieve so much. It literally just gives me so much motivation because I'm like, yes, this is what it's about. (laughs) This is what we need to be doing. We need to be achieving for ourselves and also I call us our tribe for our tribe. Like we need to be doing stuff for women all over the world. So thank you so much for being such an inspiration. Oh, thank you. All righty then. So let's let's like kickstart this podcast. So the reason we wanted you on this podcast was because when it comes to nutrition, it's safe to say you know a thing or two, more than a thing or two. And nutrition, I would say, is probably the most difficult thing someone sticks to. They just can't seem to stick to it. When it comes to training, especially with my clients, they always go, the training aspect is fine, but it's the nutrition aspect that always, always, always I struggle with. It's like a mental battle. It's more like an indulgent battle. It's it's yo-yoing, it's binging. So I want to ask you, what is one of the main reasons you think people really, really struggle to stick to their diet plans or meal plans? Um, I think you kind of nailed, um, you hit the nail on the head there when you said, you know, diet plans. I think when we make our kind of nutrition too restricted and we label it 
um, whatever label we want to give it, whether it's a diet, whether it's a cut, whether it's just, you know, eating in a certain way. I think for a lot of people that pigeonholes them into eating X amount of foods and not having Y foods. And then we're putting foods into good and bad categories. And so the things that maybe we really enjoy suddenly become off limits. And we know that they're the forbidden fruit and that we can't have them. And so we're sticking to foods that we maybe don't enjoy, but we think that are good for us. And I think if we think about it like a Venn diagram, like at school, we've got, you know, foods that are really nutritious, but may not be that enjoyable. And then we've got foods in another circle, which are really delicious, but are probably not as nutritious. And I guess it's finding that area in the middle where they overlap. So you're finding foods that are good for you, but also make you feel good and also you enjoy And what I mean by that is, I guess, finding a balance in your diet. And I think we throw around the word balance quite a bit. And people are like, what is a balanced diet anyway? And it's getting all the foods that we know are good for us. So lots of fruits and vegetables, getting our good quality, complex carbohydrates. So things like brown rice, pasta, whole grains, and getting lean cuts of protein. And whether that's meat or fish or whether you're veggie or vegan, getting it from beans and pulses and then healthy fats on top of that, but also creating space in our life for the foods that we do enjoy in moderation. And that's things like sweet treats and cakes and occasionally having some alcohol and things like that, if that's what we want. But I think where people fall down is they go in it like overnight, they want to change their diet, they want to cut out everything, and then they're stuck and they're not very happy. And so I guess I would th- say to people, think about this as a long term thing. Like this is not about getting an eight week, you know, body. It's about changing your health for good and in a way that you can sustain for the rest of your life. You know, it's so funny you say that because, um, when it comes to like, you know, we're, we, we're in the industry, we see it all the time, especially eight week challenges, six week challenges, this, this, that. It automatically plants a seed in someone's head and they think, ah, oh, if it's eight weeks, then that's all I need to achieve this. Yeah. And to achieve that. So we've already planted that seed in someone's head. And that's exactly why, like, I'm not sure if you've seen, but even on, um, the Tone and Sculpt app, you know, one of the programs is is over 60 weeks because yeah. the whole aim of the game, for me, it's about longevity because when I first started six years ago, I remember I was working um, in, in retail for this really small little um, family-owned business. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It was it was a man's boutique. And I remember I said to my boss, like, I want to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. And he was like, okay, how are you going to do it? And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to cut out this. I'm going to do that. And I was telling him a list of things I was going to cut out. I'd already made that decision in my head. And I remember him saying to me, you know what? You, you really shouldn't be cutting these things out. Bear in mind, I had no idea what nutrition fitness was like six years ago. I was oblivious. All I thought was I needed to do X amount of cardio, cut out X amount of food groups. And when he was telling me this, I was like, you're absolutely chatting rubbish. What do you mean I can still eat this and do this and do that? He was like, trust me, you're going to feel this type of way. You're going to feel restrictive and you're going to end up being back to your starting position. And I didn't realize until I actually started doing what I set out to do. And that was cut out the carbs, cut out the sugar, cut out this, cut out that. And we still see it nowadays. So many people cut out so many things out of their lives. And it's just for me, it's just not sustainable. Like no. it, it's no. not sustainable. So how do you feel about that? Because I'm sure people come to you and go, oh, I'm doing the keto diet. I'm doing this type of diet. And then do you sometimes just think, oh my God, if only you just did things gradually and did things slowly, things would be so much different. Yeah, I guess when people come, when people say that to me, you know, I think back and remember, remind myself that I I was absolutely that person at one point in my life where I thought, you know, in order to um, kind of be healthy or even lose weight, that I needed to remove certain things from my diet. And I think even now, like I hear in, you know, when we're having lunch in the hospital and I can, I overhear, you know, doctors and nurses say oh you know I'm gonna cut out carbs for a week because I need to lose a few pounds and like everyone's talking about how they've put on weight over lockdown and the different diets are gonna go on and I just kind of don't really say anything but inside I'm screaming because I want to be like guys come on like this is you're scientists you know this isn't actually accurate but the thing is there's some I guess to some degree it does work if you remove a big chunk of calories from your diet so maybe that's in the form of carbohydrates you will lose weight it's basic science but is that sustainable and is it enjoyable no I don't think so for the majority of people it's not and the thing is all of the different nutrients in our diet especially the macronutrients like fats carbs and proteins those main ones Mm. if we remove one of them 
you're going to be so unbalanced and also your body's going to end up struggling in some shape or form. So if we take like, if you're really active and you're starting to get health healthy and follow a fitness plan and you're doing say a lot of home workouts, a lot of hit, you're going to need energy. And the best form of energy for that type of training is carbohydrates. And so if you remove them from your diet, when you're training, you're going to feel sluggish. You're not going to be putting in your max effort. And so your training is going to suffer. And then you're not getting the most out of that. And so overall, your body's just kind of plugging along, doing okay, but not doing its best. And actually, all of your goals may backfire because you're not able to achieve them if you're not giving your body the feel that it needs. So I guess when people tell me they're going on these really extreme diets, first of all, I'm like, well, why and kind of what's the reason behind it and if they're just like well it's just because I want to lose weight I'm like well I'd challenge that there's so many other ways that you can do that and achieve that in a more sustainable healthy and non-restricted way Mm. 100% and that's the same thing when it comes to training because I I never to be honest when it comes to nutrition um I'm I'd say I'm my strong point is training and that was my dog. Sorry if you can hear her. <laughs> she sat by my side listening in. She's so interested. But um, it's the same thing with training. Um, you know, especially now people are going back to the gym. A lot of people are like, oh my God, I cannot wait to do this, 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 this and this. And even with my employees, when we're talking about it, we're like, everyone's like, I'm shattered. I'm absolutely drained. Like I went too, too crazy in the gym too soon. And I say to people all the time, you have to ease yourself into something. And the way I always visualize it is like a relationship. I know it sounds crazy, but just hear me out. When you first start speaking to someone, you don't want to look crazy, right? You want to take your time. You want to ease yourself into it. You want to, you know, you have to trust the process. And then over time, you get more confident, more comfortable. It's more sustainable. It's the same thing with fitness. And it's the same thing with nutrition. You don't go into something full pedal to the metal. You don't go into something like fully, fully giving it your all. You have to ease yourself into something. You have to gradually build that momentum. And I think that the the, the problem is a lot of people don't have patience. A Mm. lot of people want things now. And our society is all about give it to me now, 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 now. Unfortunately, with how fast things are moving and social media and how fast you even get a delivery sent to your front door, things are, we, we're lacking more patience. I'm seeing that in myself as well when it comes to doing certain things throughout the day. I'm like, it needs to be done now. Whereas before, you know, you, w- you wouldn't have that demand so much. And I think that's what it what, ha- what is happening with fitness and nutrition. People want the results right now so what they do is they seek for the quickest way to do it and that is unfortunately from a brand perspective a lot of brands what they're doing is feeding into that you know they're selling people for false false dreams quick dreams and unfortunately when you do things in a rush you tend to crash in my opinion yeah and I think you know a lot of people get into this for uh, like aesthetic reasons. So they want to look a certain way. And so 
when they look in the mirror after two weeks and they don't see a change and maybe after four weeks they see a small change but it's very minimal they get frustrated and they want to give up or they might restrict even further and they get into this really like difficult cycle and you know what I say to people is like this is you're doing this for your health and also how you look doesn't equate to what you're how healthy you are And every time you go to the gym and every time you decide to maybe have another portion of fruits and vegetables, you're choosing that for your health and you're changing your internal health. And that may not be always reflected in the mirror, but trust me, it will be reflected in how you feel every day. It will be reflected in like, like how long you live, the things that you like, your, your overall health, your mental health, your physical health, and not just how your body looks because you and I both know that you can look a picture of health on the outside and actually be really struggling on the inside and so I think sometimes when we take the pressure off appearances and focus on like you're getting strong you're getting fit you're getting healthy then that can help people relax into that process as opposed to waiting for an ideal body type or whatever it might be 100% 100% there's been so many times um not long ago actually I did a post where I said to people you know you you think that everything is picture perfect but no like just because I'm physically healthy I'm actually very stressed and when I get super stressed you know I I flare up and rashes all over my face and um I itch a lot that that's what happens to me when I'm super stressed and then my my mind is so drained I tend to like not eat that much and people mm. you know I've I've honestly had my aunties I have a lot of aunties and I've had one of my aunties say oh my god you're so lucky when I'm stressed I eat at least you lose weight and I'm like listen that's that's not a sign of health yeah that's not healthy if I if I'm stressed and I'm losing weight that's really really dangerous it could mm-hmm. get to the point where I'm I'm not, I don't have any nutrients in my body. I'm not able to function. I'm not able to think the way I need to think. And for me, nutrition is just everything. When I was um, studying for my law exams in university, I remember I used to be that kid in school where I used to get out my eggs and they used to stink the cars out. And I (laughs) was like, sorry, sorry. But I didn't give a shit. I was like, no, I need to eat. And I used to always eat all the time and all the foods that were packed of nutrients, wholesome food. And it helped. It really helped with my concentration. It helped with my memory. It helped with me focusing on my exams. It helped me stay alert in my class. I never used to fall asleep in my classes. And that was honestly because I genuinely believe it was I was fueling my body and my mind with the foods it needed. Not the right foods or the wrong foods, but the foods it needed. The, the nutrients, the micro and macronutrients my body needed to respond and react the way it needs to react. And, you know, I've noticed that when I don't fuel my body with the foods it needs, I'm absolutely drained. I drain myself. And especially if I'm having like a few days where I am eating processed foods, the next few days I feel very sluggish. And, you know, there's a reason your body requires certain nutrients you know it needs to function a a specific way Mm -hmm. and that's why when people do restrict themselves from carbohydrates or fats or even sugar so you know sugar's 
sugar's not bad, you know, you need, you need a bit of sugar in your body. So when people do restrict themselves, I, I always just think, oh God, like your poor body, your poor body, it needs that, it needs those fats for insulin, it needs carbohydrates for energy. And I always wonder, God, how do you feel? And it's always the same response. People always go, I feel a bit tired or this or that. And then it's not sustainable. And then what they say is, oh, I knew that wouldn't work. I knew that wouldn't work. So there's no point me doing it. So if someone was coming to you and was like, look, Dr. Hazel, I really want to change my life. I really want to change the way I eat. I really want to just become physically and mentally stronger what would the, what would be like the three top tips you would give someone? First of all, I think like we mentioned is, you know, think of this as a journey and not an overnight thing. And so you want to think about the kind of mini goals that you can achieve along the way. Um, so instead of, you know, if you're going from a diet that is, um, you know, very low in fruits and vegetables, not very colorful, very um, kind of processed and beige and you want to change that think about what you can change maybe once a week so changing in different things maybe the first week you can you know try to hate your five a day then the next week you try to get more whole grains into your diet then maybe you reduce your meat slightly the next week and try to get your um, two portions of fish one of them being oily and just changing it up like in small steps and obviously that will change depending on what your goals are what your preference is what foods you like and don't like but the basics still stand when it comes to what a healthy diet looks like and that that is like what I said like really colorful fruits and vegetables lean proteins complex carbohydrates when I say complex I mean the ones that take a long time to break down so things that are like high in fiber whole grains brown pastas brown rices and getting your oily, your good, healthy, oily fats. And that can be from fish. It can be from olive oil, chia seeds, flax seeds. And they're the kind of basics of it. The second thing I'd say is make it enjoyable because this is what you're going to be eating for life and not just for the next eight weeks. So if you're really bad at cooking, maybe pick up a couple of cookbooks, like fold down the pages or uh, bookmark the pages that you really enjoy and try to nail maybe four or five recipes that you can make when you get home from work or prep ahead and I guess the third thing I would say is if you do kind of veer slightly from your I guess idea of what your balanced plan looks like and you maybe go out on the weekend and you have a couple of drinks or you go out for a friend's birthday that is fine that does not undo the thing that's that you've been doing and actually that's a really that shows that you've got a really healthy relationship with food and your body and your health. It's when we just do that all of the time, that's when it becomes unhealthy. So I guess if we look at health on a spectrum, finding that kind of sweet spot in the middle is where you want to be. And I think tip number three for me is the most important one. It took me ages to um, almost forgive myself. I know it sounds really dramatic, but forgive myself for you know enjoying the cake my mum made or mm-hmm. having a drink with my dad on a weekend or my my best friend and you know I think that it's about being easy on yourself it's about understanding that this is a process and this is forever you know your health 
is not just an eight-week guide. Your health isn't a quick fix. Your health is with you till the day you pass away, you know, to put it bluntly, that that is the case. And I think that the more we start thinking about it as, okay, I, ha- I have time to, to become better at this. I have time to build this process. The gentler will be on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are definitely harsh on themselves. Like, why am I not seeing results now? Why is this not happening now? Why, why am I not achieving what I wanted to achieve? I worked so hard for eight weeks. And it's just like in the grand scheme of things, what is eight weeks to the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. It's actually just like when you think about it that way, it's like, it's not a lot to be fair. So yeah. And I think that, you know what? I think that in all honesty, I think a lot of people fear using certain things. When I use olive oil in my, uh, what I eat in a day is on YouTube. God, I've had people be like, oh God, you use a lot of olive oil. And I sit back and I'm like, my mum would kill me if I didn't use olive oil. I'm Mediterranean. All we do is 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 cook with olive oil. All we do is put olive oil on absolutely everything. And I think that it is also society, you know, like, oh, restrict yourself from sh- salt and sugar. Restrict yourself from olive oil. Restrict yourself from this. And it's it's hard to to revert that mindset when that's all that's been drilled into you. Mm. I think what you know when it comes to fats, like there's so many different types, and I guess the main categories are saturated and unsaturated. Yeah, and saturated fats are the ones that were recommended to reduce because they've been linked with poor health outcomes, like heart disease and things like that. But we find that in things like butters, lards, um, cakes, um, animal animal proteins like meats. Mm. But then the unsaturated fats we find in things like olive oils, nuts and seeds, oily fish. And we know that if we have more of that type of fat overall, as opposed to the saturated fat, that actually promotes good health. It's really good for your heart, but it's also really good for your hair, skin and nails, really good for your brain. Um, we need fats to make hormones. So as women, we need to get need to make sure we're getting enough fats to make sure that our whole body is functioning well. And if you could recommend, I know this is going to be really hard, but if you could genuinely recommend three foods that you would want everyone to incorporate into their diets, what would those three foods be? So when it comes to recommendations, I'm never like a food and I don't like to reduce it to just foods. I always like to look at the whole diet. But if I was pressed, like pushed to recommend specific foods, I've mentioned oily fish loads of times. The reason for that, and this is kind of tricky to recommend because I know a lot of people are going plant based, but oily fish is obviously full of really good what we call polyunsaturated fatty acids. Yeah. They're really good for brain health, really good for your hair, really good for your skin. Um, and just overall, even your nerve function. And they're specifically found in oily fish, but you can get them in, um, you can get omega-3 fatty acids in flaxseed and walnuts. Mm-hmm. So that'll be my first one. Um, you definitely want to get that into your diet. And then the next thing I would say is like, I'm a big, huge fan of fiber, fiber, which you can find in any types of food. So really like whole grains are your main source and also um, beans and pulses. The reason fiber is really good for you is not only because it's good for your gut, but it's also really good for your brain. And that's because our gut and our brain have a really good connection. Um, 
But if we look after our gut flora, so that's all the bacteria in our gut, we're also looking after our whole body health. So you can find fiber literally in any plant-based food, like fruits and vegetables, whole grains, nuts and seeds, plant-based foods. And so that's quite a broad category. Um, and then I guess finally, um, if you can get in, especially as women, making sure that we're getting calcium rich foods into our diet for bone health. And that can obviously be found in dairy and cheeses and things like that. But if you don't eat dairy um, or you cut out kind of and you're just eating vegan foods, making sure that you're having vegan alternatives that are fortified with calcium. And I guess that's one really important message, because at the moment I I work with a lot of people who are you know, changing their diets, going plant-based. And I'm absolutely all for it if that's really what you want to do. But I just say that you need to make sure that you're getting all of the nutrients you need. And if you are putting foods out of your diet, that you're putting them back in with alternatives that are fortified. I think for me, the most important thing was uh, the, the oils, the fatty oils. I, mm. I think that for me it's just so important especially and um, fiber as well because you know yeah a lot of people struggle to go to the toilet a lot of people become really like constipated I've had loads of emails of clients say oh my god Chrissy like I'm struggling to go to the toilet and I found myself that especially if I'm which I don't do anymore but when I first ever started if I was prepping for something and if I would cut something out I would find it so difficult to go to the toilet and then it would lead me to feeling sluggish. It would lead me, lead me to feeling super bloated. And then I'd wonder why I'm not changing because I've done all these things. But the truth is I was cutting out so much fiber and your body needs that in order to, you know, help you go to the toilet. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's super important not to cut things out. And I think that, you know, I love the fact that we're drilling this message into people listening and we're drilling this message into this podcast because I'm seeing it way too often that people are cutting things out I'm seeing it way too often especially in women that they feel like they have to restrict themselves to look a certain way and yes for some people listening in they could be like oh that's easier said than done or that's easy for you to say trust me I've been there I've done that I've cut things out I restricted myself I've had such an unhealthy relationship with food. And finally, I can say that after six, nearly seven years of training, I look at food now as fuel as opposed to looking at it as an, as the enemy and looking at it as, okay, how many calories have I eaten today? Calorie is, is energy, you know, mm -hmm. it's energy. You, I think that people don't look as, at calories enough as energy. They look at it as, oh my God, this is a calorie. This is terrible. I need to eat less of this in order to have less of this in me. But it's like, no, those calories are providing you energy in order for you to perform a certain way. Especially, like you said, a lot of people right now are, are, are still training at home. They're doing a lot of hit. They're doing a lot of jumping up and down. They're doing a lot of fast paced movements. And that requires so much more energy. And let me tell you something. A lot of people have had insane results during quarantine. However, if you keep doing HIIT all the time, it's going to become exhausting. This mm -hmm. is the same thing with food. If you keep restricting yourself for certain foods all the time, it's going to become unsustainable. 
So it's it's a mixture. You need to just calm yourself down. You need to take your time. You need to process things, and you need to actually understand that health isn't about this physical transformation. It's about the mental strength and resilience you have day in day out, bettering yourself for yourself. And I know like transformations are incredible, and every single woman who has had one should be so proud of, of herself. But it's also behind each transformation, it's about that mental resilience. It's about what did that person do to achieve that? You know, that, that, that mentality about keeping going and not giving up because you're not seeing results when you want to see them. Results happen when you least expect them, you know. That happened to me anyway. I always train and then I always wonder, why have I not seen this result? Why have I not seen that result? And then boom, it happens when you least expect it. And you just have to trust the process, I guess. Yeah. And I think, as you mentioned, calories are energy and you need like a basic amount of calories per day to just literally live. So just for your heart to pump, just for you to be able to get up and, you know, walk a couple of steps to be able to sit in your chair, to be able to blink. Mm -hmm. That's all energy. And if you're not meeting those basic requirements, you're not giving your body just the basic amount of calories. This is not anything to do with working out. This is just free to survive. Your body will start to shift its energy to different parts of the body that it thinks is the most important. So what I mean by that is when we see, and we see this especially in women because we have a monthly cycle. And when women aren't meeting their basic energy requirements, i.e. they're not eating enough or they're training too much, their body will be like, right, I'm not going to let you ovulate this month. I'm going to focus on giving all of your energy to your brain and your heart because they're the most important lung uh, organs that you have in your body. And so what I see with women all of the time, and I hear it so much more recently, is that girls just aren't having a regular period. And it's that is a sign that your body is stressed. It is stressed. It is not coping. And while there are so many different reasons why your period can disappear, one of the most common reasons is essentially because your brain is not sending the signal to your ovaries because your body is tired, it's underfed and it's overworked. And that is a huge message that I want to get out there because it's not talked about enough and women don't speak up about it enough. And it's something that is is really important, especially when you're thinking of your overall health, your longevity, whether you want to have kids. These are things that you need to think about. And is it worth putting your body through hell and risking all of that? I don't think so. Do you know what? That that to me has like spoken to my soul because I actually didn't have a period for seven months last year. And for me, I remember I used to feel like I wasn't a woman. And I know it sounds Mm. really sad, but it's the truth. I used to think, oh my God, like, I don't understand why I'm not having my period. Is there something wrong with me? The truth is, you know, I just, I just came out of a four year relationship. I was, I was going to marry this person. I just came out of a relationship. You know, there were so many um, things going on behind the scenes. My mum fell ill. She had cancer. You know, my business, I just launched a brand new business that had so many issues at the beginning that people aren't, are not aware of. 
and I was not eating. Hazel, like I just wasn't eating. I was still training. And I remember I still have videos because I still needed to produce content. I still needed to be present. It's my job at the end of the day. I remember looking back at old videos of when I was stressed and everyone was like, oh my God, like you can really see your abs. You look amazing. I'm sitting back thinking, I don't remember the last time I had a proper meal. I don't remember the last time I had a proper period. I don't remember the last time I had a proper night's sleep. And yes, you can see my abs, but I feel like absolute death. Like I feel like crap. And Mm -hmm. it took me a while to, you know, and this only happened last year. So it took me a while to realize that if I'm not focusing on me, if I'm not doing this for myself and my health, how in God's name can I be everybody else's trainer? Like how can I preach? and then not even follow what I'm preaching. It was just, it didn't feel right to me. So that's why when I took a step back, I started eating, I started, you know, focusing on myself. I started doing things a little bit more different. My period came back. I was eating more. And what happened though, was I did balloon a bit. I did find myself, I gained weight. And you know what? I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you know what? I feel so much better. I'm actually getting a full eight hours sleep when I never used to sleep. I used to sleep for four hours max. Yeah. I see that stress. And that's not healthy. That that to me isn't health. That to me is, is, is you draining yourself. Your mind and your body needs sleep. It needs fuel. It needs, it needs you not to be as stressed. And yes, stress will come and it will go. And for me, it's always there. But it's one of those things where now my period is back. Now I feel much better within myself. And no, I do not restrict myself anymore. Because at the end of the day, I remember back to how I used to feel for that seven months. And I don't ever want to go back to that. So now I prioritize eating, I prioritize cooking, I prioritize taking a bit of time out for myself. Because if I'm not 100% myself, I cannot run two companies. I can't help thousands of women achieve their goals, you know? Yeah, no, it's so true. And I think you just sharing your message will be really powerful for women who are listening and going through the same thing. No, yeah, I hope so. I hope that there's something that we've said is like, you know, ringing some alarm bells in people's heads as they're listening to this. And I hope that you know, by by people listening to this podcast, they feel a little bit more safe to start introducing the food groups that they may have cut cut out back into their lives. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I'm so thankful that you popped it, popped onto this podcast. And I'm so thankful that you took the time out of your day to provide me and everybody else such great advice and such wholesome advice as well. So thank you so much for being on this podcast, Hazel. And oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And also, where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram um, under the handle The Food Medic. And um, I also have a podcast and books and a website, and they're all called The Food Medic. So it's really easy. <laughs> oh, nice. Good. Um, I'm going to buy your book, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to go on Amazon. Is that on Amazon? Is it? I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, Perfect. I've got two books up there. Perfect. I'm going to go purchase one right now. But when I see you, when all this is all over, can you sign it for me? 
Of course, I would love to. I'd love I to. love my books. I don't know what it is. About. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, oh my god, look, it's so authentic. <laughs> oh, thank you. But thank you so much, Dr. Hazel Wallace. I hope you have an amazing day. And everyone, make sure you follow Dr. Hazel Wallace for more advice. Her Instagram is actually the most colourful Instagram I've ever seen in my life. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.